Uh, yeah, all right, this press conference is over. Go away. I'm no, it's over, Phil. It's over. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the... Fr what in the world? Huh. I just unmuted my microphone and completely went wacky. But anyways, welcome to the fifth episode of the Opening Whistle Podcast. I am your host, once again, John Robbins. And if I sound kind of stuffy, that's because allergies are kicking my butt from work. And although I love my job... It is outdoors, and I have very bad allergies, so if I kind of sound stuffy, sorry for that, that is why. So today, I will, the interview will be with Jacob Lloyd, a lacrosse player and football player at Cannon Mac High School, another Cannon Mac student, only that this one is a junior going into his senior year of high school. This interview was interesting because it was more familiar to what I do with lacrosse and, you know, closer with the field that I'm in, you know, and play on and all these type of different things. So we kind of go back and forth on that. And um, we have very similar motivations coming from lacrosse, how we started late and all. So, you know, th this whole show is based on bringing perspective. So I've really helped try to line up good guests to provide completely different perspectives for each sort of background. And I've got some pretty big things coming that, well, I think are big, but I think will be an interesting perspective and provide very good content for all, uh, everybody to listen to that's listening to this. And I hope that you enjoy this interview, and I hope that it provides another perspective on you know the mind of an athlete, especially a young athlete, one who still has you know a couple years to play, and you know they don't, they're not focusing on the, I mean, not like the professional aspect, you know, trying to make money. They're focusing on just trying to be better for themselves and that sort of aspect. So I hope that, you know, this show is just as interesting for you to listen to as it is for me to, you know, conduct interviews and, you know, really build a show that I really never thought would actually take any sort of hold. To be perfectly honest with you, I thought it would just be kind of something that kind of ran its course and then just kind of died, but it's really taken a life of its own that I would have never expected. I mean, it's not huge. We're nowhere near huge, but it's certainly bigger than I expected, and I hope that, that, that this can build momentum going into my career and maybe take this thing farther than I would have never expected, but those are things down the road that I'm not going to worry about. All I'm going to worry about is this interview with... Jacob Loy, Canamac lacrosse player and football player. So, why the Beastie Boys out of everybody that you could choose? <laughs> All right. Well, long story, but I'll make it short. When I was born, it was my dad's favorite band. I basically grew up listening to it. And he had like a shoulder surgery. So I was staying at home with him. And that's all I ever listened to, man. 
Intergalactic. What a song. Yes, sir. So, it, I mean, I already mentioned who you are in the intro. First lacrosse guy on here. So this is, this is familiar territory, to say the least, in that part. So, uh, what is your ask, What is your upbringing in sports? I know you play lacrosse now and you play football, but before high school and before you picked up lacrosse, what was your uh, sporting background? Yeah, whole family's done it, and uh, baseball. Baseball was my first sport. Did that till I think eighth grade, and then once high school hit, dropped that. I've done rec basketball. Um, football basically my whole life and then lacrosse just the past two years so picking up lacrosse i mean you're very new to the sport relatively to people in other hotbed areas like upstate new york and maryland what was that Mm -hmm. like to pick up the sport so late in the sort of timeline of a lacrosse player's career it was it was hard at first but like my school my team really helped me out great guys uh, my first first time ever playing was at a tournament, a fall tournament. And I was a mess, didn't know any of the rules. I learned it on the spot, but those guys really helped me. And uh, with a lot of like the other sport backgrounds, they all kind of mixed in hand-eye coordination with baseball, uh, kind of the soccer layout. So slowly, eh, it was easier, but had to learn it. <laughs> it took a long time. What was your first position in that fall tournament? <laughs> attack <laughs> well I, they always stick the new guys there. there yeah first time they threw me out i was at midi it was at like the fourth quarter with like a minute left and i did not know what i was doing coach said all right you're able to run the whole field try to get the ball and pass it to someone and i was like <laughs> i could do that <laughs> that's something i can do don't so yeah. you've had extents at i know you play attack still and you also play defense so yeah What's that balance like to play on both sides of the ball? Yeah, attack. Um, we we got a lot of uh, newer kids and stuff, so I've slowly transitioned into ninety percent defense. If they need me, I'll go. But defense, I love that man. Like slowly forgetting about the attack. Just love hitting them with that big old stick. You know, keep me on lockdown, man. Man, and I'm the one that volunteers to get hit by it. So. <laughs> So yeah, I don't have to deal with getting whacked. You're also a lineman in football, and uh, do you play both sides of the ball there, or is it just offense in you know just in a football scheme? Um, I'm mostly offense, but our school, everybody, ninety percent of the kids have a offensive and defensive position, but mostly an offensive player. So that offense kind of mentality to you know help lead your team down the field and score, and then you started out lacrosse to score, and then now you're switching over to defense. What's that transition like mentally to go from you know being offense and scoring all the time to preventing people from scoring on you? Yeah, it, like there's a difference, but like I kind of think of it as when I'm on defense, the goalie's my quarterback. So I have to protect him the whole time. That's my That's how I think of it. So that's how I try to connect the two. So you kind of feel more natural on defense, which is why you've slowly gravitated more towards, you know, as you mentioned, playing defense more and more often. The, the, you know, with starting so late, do you think that's been a disadvantage or maybe an advantage for you that 
you have some sort of ignorance of starting so late. Maybe you don't know as much, so you just kind of go out there and do whatever. You're not taught from a very young age not to do this, this, and this. It's like yeah, some, I, some sort of ignorance or barrier. I'm trying to explain it in a way that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's helped because like now I have that mentality where like I have these kids on my team that have played basically since they were little. And they all like, dude, you can't do this. Don't do this. I, I try it. And <laughs> sometimes it works. And I have that mentality like, dude, I should have played this a long time ago. I didn't. And now I have to catch up. Like, this is my time. Like, I got to make a big impact. So you kind of like have that chip on your shoulder where you want to just prove that you should belong, even though you didn't start so much earlier than like everybody else. Yeah, that's how it is. So do you think that's a big motivating factor for you, having that sh- chip on your shoulder? Or is that just like a small cog in the big machine that is your motivation? It's, it's a pretty big part because my class, we have a lot of really good lacrosse players, and they motivate me every day just to get better. Like, they've helped, they help me learn how to, like, cradle, how to do everything. So I'm trying to catch up with them. So they're already up there. I'm just hustling to try to get back with them. So, I mean, you keep talking about lacrosse. I mean, obviously with me being a lacrosse player, it's easy to kind of point in that direction. But has mm-hmm. lacrosse transitioned into your number one sport over football, or is it still kind of equal, or is football above? What's that whole situation like? Yeah, man, lacrosse all the way. Dude, I love football, but, like, this sport, <laughs> something just hits with it, man. Like, I regret not playing it when I was little. It's literally my life now. Yeah, it's so weird when people were like, man, why, how could you get into that type of thing? And just like, when you get into it, you get into it. Yeah. It, I mean, it if really you is. truly love the sport, it I forget who said it. Uh, I think it was it was some PLO guy. He said, this sport's addicting. You have a st-. It was actually, no, it was Mitchell Pelkey. It's addicting. You oh. have a stick in your hands, and you just keep going and going, and it's just addicting. I mean, other sports, it's not really like that. Yeah. I mean, with hockey, you're not really possessing the ball like you do in lacrosse, and you kind of, it's a little bit different sort of aspect. And, you know, transitioning to the stick of the game, what is your setup on, you know, with your stick? Uh, I mean, offensive and defense, or is it kind of the same thing just with a different size pole? Uh, It's kind of the same thing. I use the same head for both attack and defense. I use the STX hammer. That's bold. Um. Yeah, my my attack stick was a stick I bought at Dick's for like twenty bucks. It's a oh, what is it? Um, is it like, like the Under Armour starter stick? I think it is. It's some real cheesy little thing, but it's that, so. That's what my backup is. It's like an alloy, like Under Armour starter stick that I had because I like the because my I like this like STX old shaft that was like pure metal and it your hands would just slide up and down and i hated that but this like oh yeah but if you had if you had the one that i think you're talking about it has like some sort of stickier surface onto yeah, it yeah it has like a weird like grip on it yeah and that's it, what I have. it works i mean it's better than slipping your hands all around but it's just like yeah it's a little bit different and then so you had the STX hammer. How does that work out for you on offense? Because it is a defensive stick. It's wider. So what does that do for you? Yeah, it, it, like instead of going to an offensive, which is like slightly smaller, I just feel comfortable with that head. And I have them both strung the exact same way. So 
So it's basically the same thing. I just got to like tighten up my hands. So my shots are both pretty much the same on them. Oh, okay. So is the, where's your pocket sit on the hammer? Is it like a higher one? Cause it's a D stick where the ground balls could go in or what's that situation like? Yeah, I have a high pocket on both my sticks. I don't know how uh, you high pocket people getting live. It strung. I went in, the guy was like, how do you want it strung? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, what are you playing? I'm like, attack and defense. He's like, you're getting a high pocket. I was like, all right, then. <laughs> all right. And that's just what I'm I done. don't know how these high pocket people live. I could never seem to get the grasp of it. Then again, I'm kind of have a weird looking stick. Like yeah. a, it's like a mid-low and all the sidewalls are just SIs and it's the weirdest looking thing in the world and it shifts all around. <laughs> but it is what it is, I guess. So now going back to actual sport, you know, bigger picture sports instead of, you know, mm. focusing on lacrosse. The what are your workouts like when you I mean for both football and lacrosse? I mean out of season. Let's go with out of season now mm. then we'll kind of go in between each season because that you know a couple winter months is an interesting part for us yeah so uh now it's it's been difficult with all the quarantine and stuff but i've been doing uh sandbag workouts because it's pretty uneven it like helps you with like movement Uh, i've been doing a lot of running with that weighted stuff and cardio is not the greatest for me i'm a big boy but been dealing with that uh been a lot of body weight stuff uh, a lot of arms legs that's pretty much what i've been working on so and then what's your workouts like between football and lacrosse season when you're trying to change your body from kind of going down to down aspects to running all the time at you know every play i mean how does that how do you change your body in that sense yeah so we have summer football lifting we we lift for football all year. We have an off, like a lacrosse lifting, but our football coach and lacrosse coach would rather us do the football one. And when, uh, like the winter will hit, we'll slowly start to like transition out of legs more so we can keep our legs fresh for the practices and mostly work on our upper body. And our coach has like a setup with our, uh, lacrosse coach. So they kind of work together to keep us in shape for those two. Do you think it benefits you that the, both your coaches have some sort of working relationship with each other. With each other, if I could speak properly, the because some schools they don't have that at all. I mean, coaches just kind of keep their own program. But how much do you think that benefits you in both sports that each coach works together for their players to be better? Oh, it helps a lot because uh, our lacrosse our uh, lacrosse coach's son is on the football team, so they really talk, work together, and. Uh, now we don't have to deal with like practices uh, overlapping or anything because they'll be like, hey, we have a practice then. Can you change your time? And they'll be like, yeah, no problem. So we were able to get to all of them. So is lacrosse at Canamac a technical varsity sport or is it still at the club level? Uh, we're, I believe we're at the uh, varsity level because we have like all the stuff in the school, like everything we get recognition i mean yeah in that sense that's the same with us but do you guys have to pay to play because that's what we had to do yeah okay you guys had to do that because there's a different dynamic in western pennsylvania for anybody that's listening you know in different areas that lacrosse is bigger you can they'll hang up banners they'll 
give you a letter, but you have to pay to play, you have to pay for your own equipment, you have to, you know, do all these things in order to play lacrosse and hockey, and then there's a couple other yeah. sports that are like that. And that thing sucks. Yeah, and it, I mean, it kind of drives certain people away because you don't have as much, you know, access to. I mean, free stuff to help you get started in a new sport, but mm-hmm. I, I, I was just curious on that because does that mentality of being a club sport and something, you know, that you have to pay for and you have to work for on your own motivate you in any sort of way to work hard in lacrosse? Yeah, it really gives the guys like a push. Like we all know that we're not going to get like the recognition from football and we're not going to have a full student section. There's going to be just basically parents at the games. Like, so we try to, we, we like, we go full out. We try to get as many people as those games. We want this sport to like explode, man. We want our school to be like, everybody want to play. And you guys had recent success. I mean, when we, before we really knew each other and we played uh, my junior year and what was in, you know, it, you were just new to the sport and, you guys kind of had the same sort of chip on your shoulder as we did. It was the, you know, we're going to work hard because we're going up against the big boys of Bethel Park, Peters Township, and, you know, the list Mm -hmm. goes on and on and on. But that sort of chip on your shoulder where you're not going to be as big as football, but you also have had experience with being as big as football. So how do you balance those two worlds of, you know, the most popular sport in the school and the, you know, one of the fledgling sports in the school. Yeah. It's like, you know, you love going out on the Friday night, seeing those crowds is it, like, gives you goosebumps. But then you go to like the lacrosse and it's small. And like, I really, it really makes me focus on the game more. I feel like, even though it's like a smaller crowd, people want the big stadium. I could care less if there's no one in the stands, man. Like, I just love the sport. Like, I could go in, be us on the field, no coaches, no fans, and I could just do it. So you kind of, I think I can see where you like lacrosse more. You kind of, you kind of found the love of it on your own in a sense where there was no crowds that, you know, also watched it and, you know, there was no real big time support, but lacrosse, you kind of had to find it on your own. And I think that's kind of what draws people in this area to it that pick it up because they, you know, they see it and they're like, wow, I mean, we got to do this all on our own. If And it takes a certain kind of person in this area to pick up the sport like that. Yeah, really does, man. And we got those, like, and the people that really follow us, they're committed. Like, we know they're, like, even though it's, like, family and stuff, we know that they're going to follow us. Like, they're going to come to almost every game we can. So now transitioning to after high school, do you want to continue lacrosse at the next level? I know you've kind of been here and there and, you know, looking around trying to get your name out there. Do you think that lacrosse at the next level is the next step for you? I really think it is, man. Like I've been trying to transition over from football, mostly into a lacrosse player. Like it's been going good and stuff, but like senior year for football, you know, you want to start and like in my head, I'm like, yeah, but lacrosse is my, ticket to play at the collegiate level so i've been doing my best man i've been putting my name out there telling people doing everything i can so 
is that another thing that kind of motivates you that you want to kind of take that next step to the next level and kind of set a new precedent for Canon Mac? Because, I mean, there's not many people that go off to college and play lacrosse around here. Is that kind of like a chip on your shoulder that you want to prove that Western PA is for real? Or is that just, you just want to do it for yourself? I mean, not, not, to, not like, to be selfish. I mean, that I'm saying that in yeah. the sense of, you know, you got to work for yourself if you want to get to the next level. I mean, even if you want to work for teammates. So, yeah, I just don't want to paint you as someone that's, you know, selfish all the time. Yeah, it gives me, like, it's a little bit of both. Like, I want to do it so I can show people, like, hey, I joined the sport two years ago, and now look, I'm, like, playing at the, at the next step. Like, it doesn't matter how long you've played. If you put in the work in the off season and stuff, like, I just want to show people that, like, I've done it and everyone's like hated on me for it. That they're wrong. Yeah, I get exactly what you mean in that sort of sense. So let's transition to game day and we'll start with football because we'll kind of go from the fall season into the spring with these questions. So starting with football, what is your pregame routine on a Friday night? All right. <laughs> so uh, we'll all go down to the stadium after school, get our food and stuff. And I first thing I always do. I always go into the trainer's room and see my man, Butch. Butch, the trainer, is a real one. That man, I, we go back from my brother's playing in high school and everything. First thing I do, I go in, get my wrist tape, ankles tape. I don't do nothing else. And I immediately go to my locker and I drink a thing of Pedialyte. That, all right then. So <laughs> Weird, but it, it just feels right. So... How can you keep the tape on for that long? I, I've I've actually never taped my ankles. I that's an odd thing that I don't do. I don't tape my ankles. So how do you keep yeah. the tape on for that long? Um, like even Butch told me he's like, you should get it taped earlier. And I'm like, no, because like uh, I'll work my wrist and ankles and loosen it up just a bit. And as you keep moving, it like sets in, and you're not all like awkward and wonky. Your first like as soon as you get them taped and tight. Oh, okay. Because I, I just use ankle braces, like the copper fit tight ankle braces, like those kind of yeah. thin ones. Because I've never, because I, when I'm out there, I mean, when I'm dodging and stuff, because with being an attack, when I want to be light on my feet and I don't really want to have that, I mean, tape is light, but for me, it's just kind of a weird mental thing that I, uh, that I can't do for some odd reason. Yeah. So, I hear that a lot. Yeah. For, so when you, I mean, once you get your, it, it, you know, that pregame routine done. Is it like, is there how much team stuff do you do? Or is there anything specific to you that you do after that sort of, you know, first couple hours or so sitting in the locker room? Yeah. Usually uh coach will give us maybe a little walkthrough like early. Uh, we usually do that. He'll leave us alone for a bit. Maybe if there's a few adjustments he wants to make, he'll bring in like the running backs, the linemen, whatever but usually a lot of the kids play on their phones i just sit there and watch the film man so and this was kind of your first year really making any sort of varsity impact i mean what was that kind of transition up to jv to varsity like scary <laughs> you're playing at the biggest level in the Whippeo with i mean you're probably some of the best football in the entire state going up against you in in conference play so, I mean, you, you say it's scary, but on paper, was it just intimidating out of the gate? Yeah, so, uh, 
it was it was weird. So like you see the paper, you see like Pine Richland, like six six, like two ninety, and you're like That's okay, their entire I'm, offensive line for the record. Yeah, and you're like and you're like, All right, I'm five nine, two ten. All right, let's let's just see how this works. And you go off there and you see him, some big dude just staring down at you. And they always, the first thing they always do is just either laugh or they look over at their teammate and say something like, oh, this is going to be an easy game. But that's the thing. Like, that's what motivates me. When I hear them say that stuff, that's the stuff that gets me fired up. So do you think that kind of flips the switch with you on, you know, as soon as you hear something like that, that it's game on? Or is, or, oh. or is the switch already flipped before that? I see, like, as soon as I go out there and I see who my guy is, usually I'll sit there and, like, just look at him for a bit and be like, all right, I can make this work. And as soon as I get out there, as soon as I put my hand down, I know that I'm going to beat this kid up. Like, I'm going to work as hard as I can no matter what. I get blown up the first play, I'm coming back to play two. Like, no matter what, I'm going to make this the toughest game you've played. So let's transition that to lacrosse. Do you think that mentality kind of transitions over that play-by-play, like, you know, one play, refresh, I'll come back the next one type mentality helps you in lacrosse? Oh, yeah, a lot. Like, most of, I, most of my mentality is slowly going over to lacrosse. Like, I still have the love for football, but, like, lacrosse, man, like, just don't bother me. Like, that's, I focus, like, I don't want anyone getting past it. I, like, I actually get mad now when people get past me and stuff. Like, before, I used to be like, eh, I'll get them next time. Now I just get real mad. So now let's just take it fully into lacrosse. What is there any different pregame sort of things that you do in lacrosse? Yeah, a lot more room. Like, uh, I, it's like a superstition thing. So I'll always have two pairs of socks on. And uh, before on our way to either on like to like your place and traffic or whatever, I always listen to the same song on repeat the whole bus ride, no matter you how do far. that to yourself. We, we can go all the way. Like I know we won't plan, but like I'll tuna and I'll listen to the same song, the whole bus ride. Oh my goodness. Don't know. It's gracious. Just, Please tell me it's yeah, intergalactic. It, it, it differs from game to game, but it's whatever it okay, is. So, it okay, that. so it's not the same song for 16 games on yeah. loop. Okay, I was worried for your <laughs> mental state if you were listen to the same song for 16 games on loop for bus rides in in conference that could be up to an hour in an hour Yeah, and I don't think I could do that to myself, but... <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If you start playing in college, those bus rides are going to go from an hour to two and a half. So yeah. I would watch that superstition closely. But what else is? What else besides that is in your routine? So uh, I always, when we get there, it's not, it's gross. I always make myself throw up. Like I, because I know it's going to happen some point, and I always just force myself. That's. Huh. I, I, yeah. Like, that's... Huh. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. I've heard of throwing up because of nerves. So, you don't do that for football, do you? No, it, it's just a lacrosse thing. Like, I do a lot more for lacrosse than I do with football. You don't do wall ball before a game? Or do you? Uh, I do wall ball with my hands. I don't use the stick. I okay. go full hand. 
I see. Yeah. I've done that before where you just kind of focus on the hand-eye coordination. You just kind of quick stick yeah. it type thing. Is So mm-hmm. after the throwing up, what do you do? Uh, this is the most I interesting answer my, I've ever heard. <laughs> I always tie my shoes two to three times. So I'll tie them like <laughs> super tight. I'll loosen them, undo them, tighten them again. We'll go on the field, do warm-ups, get ready for the game. I'll untie them and I'll do them again. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. It, this is the most interesting answer I've ever gotten. So, <laughs> if you're... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of how the phrase... <laughs> the, why do you think that helps you? Or is, or is that just a mental thing for you? It's a mental thing. Like, I've, like, I've all, I love my shoes super tight. So, like, okay, I yeah, wear those I double socks. So it's super tight and I'll always time as tight as I can. Like every time I do it, cause I, they loosen up during warmups and I want them as tight as possible for the game. What cleats do you have? Uh, I have the Under Armour Highlight, the high top. Oh, okay. That would explain why you want them so tight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that would make it, that would make sense. So yeah. the, I'm trying to think how, how do I even transition from this? <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any pregame routine that it? How do I? I don't even know how to transition away from this. So, <laughs> like, why do you think that helps you mentally? Because you mentioned you're a superstitious person, but yeah, why does it do that? Like, why does That's it help you thing. mentally in that way? Like, I've done little things for baseball. Like, I've always like worn one glove when I batted. Did certain things, but like. I don't know when I get in lacrosse, like play lacrosse, it like takes my nerves away. When I do that stuff, I know like I'm ready, I'm set, and I can do this. All right, that that's that's a good explanation for him because yeah, I mean, I've heard you know every which way of a pregame routine. I mean, I never really had a set one in high school. I mean, I, I've I mean. My, I wasn't able to really set one this year with senior year, but I was just kind of like, you know, stretch, get loose, you know, get in the zone, and then just kind of go out there. I really never had a set thing because I don't like to get in my own head and kind of, you know, overthink things. But you seem yeah. to have a way to do a lot yet clear your head for mm-hmm. to, you know, really get into the game and really get that mental headspace to get there. So... I mean, transitioning into a game, what is, besides winning, you know, it, it's been, yeah, I ask this to everybody, besides winning, because winning's the easiest sort of, you know, motivator for any athlete. What is your biggest motivation besides that when you step onto the field? Just to, like, show people. I've been told, like, my whole life, I'm too slow, too short, too big, and I'm going out there to be like, all right, I'm too short, but I'll still beat you like i'll do whatever i can like i don't care how i look what i do as long as i can stop you and show you that i i work on this this is my life so the i mean when you you know start really getting into lacrosse and you want to really prove people wrong the i mean that seemed to go do you think that's why you liked it more because it was just like you've it's always been proving people wrong and then lacrosse was another thing that everybody in that sport around here is trying to prove people wrong is that sort of why you drew near it as well yeah and i've 
like before my two buddies that I'm fishing with right now, they, they've always wanted me to play lacrosse since like sixth grade. And I was like, dude, I'm in baseball. I can't, I'm too big. I'm too slow. I can't run that much. And like, that's why I regret it. And now that I'm like, I can do it, dude. I can like, I've done football, like summer camp. Those are like super hard. Now I was like, I could run for a little bit and I can take breaks on defense. I can make this happen. And you made it happen clearly. So what are your favorite stories and moments from the you know past few years of playing you know lacrosse and football and all these other sports? Is there any big moments or that you like to point to that you'll remember forever? Oh yeah, there's a few. Um, like like I said earlier, my first game of lacrosse at Seneca Valley tournament, the going out there classic. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. Um, what was it? You ran my midi? first. Yeah, ran midi for a bit. I remember I got stuck on an attack line, and I was thrown out there. And I I played down my first year to really understand what I was doing. And yeah, we we were playing. I forget who it was, and I remember this you know somewhat bigger kid with a six foot pole. I'm like, wow, this is what I'm signing up for. And these kids are <laughs> younger than me. Like this kid's huge. Yeah. So, and then, you know, he hit me and I was like, all right, this is it. And you kind of, you know, really lock into that sort of mentality with lacrosse. It's a weird sort of thing. Either you get your first hit and you hate it or you get your first hit and you fall in love with it. It's it's a weird sort of thing that I've kind of picked up on. Yeah. So... With lacrosse, is there anybody that you kind of model your game after, either at the professional or even at your level with, you know, former teammates that you model your game after? Yeah, so uh, Jared Newman, man. I've fallen in love with the way he plays. He's just so aggressive and loud, man. So, I mean, that guy... (laughs) Have you ever wanted to... I mean, before the season was canceled, did you want to yell at a guy, you should have slid again? Oh, dude. When I heard him say I was like, I need to say that. I was like, I need to say that sometime. (laughs) You should have slid. Have you ever heard the backstory behind that? I I think I did. It was on Unbuckled Podcast. The guy, so I guess they were sliding late. I forget who were they playing at the time. It might have been the Redwoods. And he comes down the field, and he someone was telling him, you know, they should have slid, they should have slid. So he came down and, you know, launched the two-pointer and got it in and yelled, you should have slid again, referring to the fact that these guys were not sliding the entire game for five straight goals. And yeah. Man, to... I mean, that's quite the guy to model your game after. And it's also kind of applies to you. He started late as well. He started yeah. that lacrosse his senior year, I think he said, or his fifth year or something like that. Something then like he, that. Then yeah, he, picked, he picked it up because he was a basketball guy. Mm-hmm. And then he transitioned into you know lacrosse full-time and went professional. So going with the whole wanting to play at the next level thing, is there... Any sort of, like, where do you see yourself as a student going into college? Like, what do you want to focus on and 
stuff like that, like majors and all that. Yeah, like I'm I'm trying to get into like the medical field somewhat, nursing, somewhere in that area, like athletic trainers, because I just love like helping people with that stuff. Like, not to be weird, but like I love like the body, like just messing with all that and seeing how it works. Like it's crazy. So it, it's more, I mean, it's something that you want to like help people with and kind of, you know, understand a very complex sort of thing, which is the body and how it works. Do you think going into that has actually helped you become a better athlete? Cause you understand what's going on or it is, do you not have that much of an understanding, but you know, you want to go into that field? Yeah. Like I know, like, like it, like, I know what I want to do. Like, I want to be into that stuff. And they're like, sometimes I overthink. I'm like, dude, if I cut wrong, I could just tear my ACL, like, right now. And I'm like, sometimes it scares me. Because, like, I know how all that stuff works. I've looked it up, done all that. And, like, sometimes I get in over my head, like, I could really get hurt right now doing it. So, on the other end, I'm like, hey, I, I love the sport more than the medical field. Are you looking at, like, a bigger school or a smaller school in that sort of uh mindset or does it really not matter you just kind of you know look at each school individually and find which one fits best for you you're just you don't really have anything set for you yeah like i'd like a smaller school so i can get that like one-on-one with the teachers best as i can i don't want to go to like pit and sit in a big auditorium and then try to like if i want to get a hold of the teacher or professor it's impossible like i want to be a close and connected as I can with my professors just to help me out. So let's transition that to sports. Do you like having that one-on-one type thing with like a coach? You don't like, you know, maybe that's one thing that draws you to lacrosse because the roster sizes aren't as big as football where you can, you know, get to a coach and you can talk to them and you can, I mean, nothing against a football coach, but football coaches deal with a lot more players in a lot more you know moving parts which you know give them credit they do a very good job for you know helping 15 16 17 18 year old kids figure out their way while dealing with 70 other them especially at your level so do you think that also kind of drew you to lacrosse where the smaller sort of you know atmosphere and the one-on-one type thing you know it helped you kind of bring you towards it yeah, I've always been told, like, by my parents and other coaches and stuff, like, man, you're very coachable. And, like, I love getting one-on-one and talking to the coach. Like, I'll do anything. And, like, we have uh, a few coaches now that graduated, like, a few years ago. And they've come back to help. And I've really connected with those guys. I could text them on Snapchat and be like, hey, I'm heading to the field. And they'll be like, all right, we'll be there in five. So I can call them any time of the day, and they'll show up, and we can get practices in. So that, that's, I mean, that seems like a big thing for you to be able to work hard, but also have someone there to really point you in the right direction. So that kind of point in the direction, do you think that's actually, I mean, that's, I mean, it it obviously helps, but do you think it's helped you latch onto lacrosse so quickly? I mean, in two years, you went from not being able to cradle to, you know, looking to play in college and actually gaining some interest. Yeah, it helped a lot because, like, uh, one of the kids on our team, Vinny, he's amazing. He He's so good, and uh, his dad coached me in baseball when I was little. 
and he saw that I joined. And he was like, hey, I have a pitch back. You want to just stop on by, pick it up, and take it to your place. And that helped me so much with catching, handling, and all these coaches. You know, you want to go to the stadium, text me. Uh, teammates, you want to go to the stadium, text me. It helps so much. I can get work anytime I want. I could go like now if I wanted to. Um, the next way I want, the next thing I want to talk about is just kind of stepping back from playing and kind of go into you being a fan. The so with the rise of professional lacrosse and the rise of lacrosse going into the mainstream, do you think that's helped you? I mean, five years ago wasn't as mainstream as it is now. Do you think that kind of mainstream sort of push of lacrosse kind of also brought you into the fold because it kind of helped you see that it's possible to do big things in the sport. Yeah. Like before I uh, signed up, I was looking into stuff. I was like, yeah, this box lacrosse seems crazy. It's kind of like a hockey. And then I saw like, the MLL and this was before the PLL, like just a few months before. And I was like, I'll try it out. See how this year goes. I do it. I do good. And I see the PLL come up and I'm like, man, this thing might be crazy. Like, I think, I think I just made a big move and blew up. And I was like, yeah, I made the best decision probably in my life right here. I remember when they announced it in like that October sort of area. And it just, it, I remember NBC taking it like it was, you know, a bull by the horns and it was just nuts. It just absolutely oh, yeah. exploded. I mean, all these guys jumped ship of the MLL. I mean, mm-hmm. What were they gonna do? I mean, it was it was more you know money, more you know things for the players. Yeah, yeah, it was everything, allowing lacrosse to get even better. I mean, I, the MLO was really good competition, but when these guys finally focused on it full time, I mean, you saw guys just absolutely explode, and it was cool to me because I kind of lost track because when I started, that was when Maryland won the national title, like my. Oh. So when Mar- it was like the final four with Albany when they had Connor Fields and Tohoka Nanakoke on the same team. Yeah. There was Maryland with Matt Rambo in his senior year. The Cascade S just dropped. The who else was in that final four? So Ohio State made the run to the championship. And it was yeah, it was that. like the one year where Tahoka was a huge recruit, so he exploded. The and Connor Fields was a good player, and then people t- found out that he had a torn ACL the entire time. Maryland finally got their national championship with Matt Rambo, and then all those guys just kind of went away. No one really knew where they went because Connor Fields yeah. is out for the pro league because he had the knee. Matt Rambo went to the Hounds, and I mean he was good, but no one really heard from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Heacock kind of vanished, and then that summer when the PLL happened, Matt Rambo explodes, Heacock explodes, oh. Field ex- yeah. Fields explodes. So it was like all these guys that I watched the first year that I played just kind of took the you know social media presence and just exploded. So I mean, I couldn't imagine what it was like, you know, the first year of you playing, and then that whole sort of landscape growing on its own in a unprecedented way for lacrosse yeah it was it was amazing man i remember watching the first game i believe yeah it was the first game i saw highlights of the chrome and archers and they had that face off to start as like all right that's the tone of the league (laughs) (laughs) i mean they couldn't have started off in any other way so 
Speaking of watching sports, is there any sort of moment as a fan, whether it's lacrosse or football, that you really look at and you, you know, really appreciate and, you know, will always hold on to as a great moment? Yeah, like, I'm a Pittsburgh fan, uh, big hockey fan, love all that, but San Jose for hockey. No offense to Pittsburgh fans. But, uh, <laughs> but, like, every time I could, if the Browns were on, I'd watch them because Joe Thomas, man. That dude. Iron Man. Like, that man. 10,363 career consecutive snaps. Like That's unheard of in the NFL. Oh, my God. Like, a 10-week season for us is like, I'm dying. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's amazing because his position in the NFL being a tackle – He's going against some of the best defensive ends in the world, and he just, yeah, I'll pay, I'll play ten thousand snaps in a row. It's no big deal. Yeah, like that's, oh my god. So like, uh, when he retired, I'll remember that forever, man. I don't know, I don't know why. I've just watched as much as I could of him. That just really hit me. I was like, no. He went until he broke, and then he just, he was like, all right, that's it, and he just threw his hands up. Was like, all right. That that's the end of it, and I was just yeah. You see what? down, man. And he and he didn't even slow down towards the end. Like it's it just he. What did he do? He like tore his bicep or something. Yeah, something in his arm. Yeah, he, I, I think it was yeah something there. Yeah, tore his bicep or tricep or something, and then he was just like, all right. I mean, that's a good time to call it quits. And then he kind of went into media, and he's kind of been around there for a bit. So that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think talking about the end of. Joe Thomas's luxurious career was a good way to end this one. Oh, yeah. So, it sounds like we'll have to do this again when, you know, I finally get some college games underneath my belt and we can, you know, see what your senior year goes through and, you know, how football goes. And, I mean, we'll have to do this again. I mean, this was a fun look at it because, you know, talking to another lacrosse player feels like, you know, back in the locker room again. Oh, yeah. After your college year? Man, we got to talk about years college. How how's the experience for you? That's what we got. That's gonna here. be a jump. I'm excited though. <laughs> it's gonna be a jump. I mean, not not to do any commit any recruiting violations, but you should take a hard look at Teal. Uh, I I guess I have to, man. I'll <laughs> well talk about it. We will talk about it. It's been a good time. And that was the interview with Jacob Lloyd, the lacrosse player and football player from Canon Mac. I hope that you enjoyed today's show uh, and podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the last few. I haven't really gotten them out there as much as I've wanted to. I've kind of been busy on weekends whenever I post them, so I've been trying to get these out, you know, consistently try to create a set time that, you know, people know when they're coming out. Uh, I got a couple more guests lined up. You know, I got a couple that are you know, completely different sports and I'm trying to really broaden it out just from, you know, just lacrosse or just basketball or just football or, you know, just the main sports or just baseball. I'm trying to really broaden it out, you know, try to get completely different sports. Some that, you know, maybe like a cheerleader or twirler or, you know, color guard or, you know, something that requires motivation and work ethic to really work towards in a physical aspect. Cause you know, there's something different mentally when you are trying to be the best at what you do. It might be a, not a formal comp- competition every single time that you go out, but you're still performing 
in front of people to really put on a show. So I hope that this podcast really provides that perspective. I mean, I keep saying perspective over and over and over, but that's the whole point of it is providing multiple perspectives for the same sort of, you know, aspect of sports, which is the mind of an athlete. I mean, in order for the show to succeed is to really broaden out the way that, you know, we look at things. So I'll be using perspective a lot and that will be a common theme. And I hope that seeing the perspective of someone else can either change yours for the better if you're an athlete or change the way that you view younger athletes if you are an older listener. So I hope that this this interview was, you know, same like Austin's where it was, you know, looking back, looking forward, sorry, not looking back unlike the rest of the guests. So I hope, you know, you know, next week we'll have, you know, some a, another younger guest, uh, our first international guest, William uh, McLeod from Ontario, Canada, more specifically Hamilton, and he'll be talking about box lacrosse, and we'll have some you know, older, former, and current coaches coming on uh, that I'm close to, and I hope that that'll be you know, probably one of the more entertaining and funny shows, so I hope... You know, the future seems bright for this podcast, you know, in the short term. So I hope that, you know, the people listening can really latch on to it and really help propel this thing even more than what it is. So, you know, thanks to everybody for listening. And I hope that, you know, you can spread the word about this podcast and, you know, give it a little bit more, you know, to it, if that makes sense, to try and build some momentum and help it grow and help athletes you know, listen to this, it, listen to how others think and listen to, you know, I keep repeating basically the same things, but that's basically why I want to make it. So I hope that this this episode was enjoyable for you as it was for me. I've got a couple things in the works, maybe a personal uh, podcast coming up where I kind of interview myself. I'll be doing interviews with, you know, I mentioned the coaches and all that, so I hope You can all stick around, and I hope you all have a great day, and thanks for listening. Uh, Yeah, all right, this press conference is over. No way, it's over, Phil. Who's just over?